When it comes to reviewing your finances, a good place to start is by reviewing your mortgage. It's something few people ever do, but if you never review your mortgage, you'll never know if there might be a better option. That's where the Ulster Bank Mortgage Team could help. Wherever you bank, be sure to talk to us and see if switching could make a difference. Just search Ulster Bank Switch. Ulster Bank. Help for what matters. Over 18s only. Ulster Bank Ireland DAC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Hello there. Hello, everyone. Oh, no, good day. Good day is for real episodes. This is a bonus episode. It's a bonus episode. Got to meter out the good days, you know? Don't want them to lose their shine. (laughs) (laughs) You're an idiot. Yes. Um, I confess. Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode where we're going to talk about bonus things. Um, We thought we'd jump on the bandwagon. We're just shamelessly wanting them Ted Bundy clicks. Ted Bundy. We're just cashing in big time. This is not an in-depth episode on Ted Bundy. No. I would love to do a Ted Bundy episode probably for our Patreon. So mm, stunning. This is a thoughts, feels, opinions. On the Ted Bundy tapes. And all the various Ted Bundy content that has been been coming out and yeah. is going to come out in a few short whenever that movie comes out. So if you've been living under a rock, um, the Ted Bundy tapes came out on Netflix two and a half weeks ago, maybe? Something like that. Um, also the ad for uh, extremely vile, shockingly evil trailer Extremely came out. wicked, shockingly evil and vile. Something. A combination anyway. of many bad words. Um, came out. Featuring uh, Zac Efron and Lily Collins. That's not Canon's patron seat, Zac Efron's. Yeah, I don't get that. I've never gotten it. <laughs> Zane also doesn't Zane also get. does not get it. Um, so there's a lot of feelings around talking about Bundy. He was not. Not stunning. No. Um, I'm looking at the count at the moment of how many people he killed. Um, so in Washington, 11 Utah, eight, Colorado, three, Florida, three, Oregon, two, Idaho, two, California, one. Is that confirmed? Bundy reviewed victim tally with Bill Hagmeyer on a state-by-state basis on a total of 30 homicides. Damn. Yeah. So um, a couple of them are uh, – how many are unidentified? Three, six, eight, nine. So ten. Ten. Um, and Billy Jensen, who um, – Billy the Kid, who worked with Michelle McNamara on uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, um, he has actually put forward to the people that have the unidentified – that have unidentified victims um, that he will help find basically f- find out who they are and return them to their families. Oh, my God, nice. Um, so Ted Bundy tapes, interesting. Interesting. I – don't know if you got this Ellen but like I for the most part didn't feel like I got anything new, like any new information no no um and I have to say like obviously I knew going in it was going to be the Ted Bundy tapes but the rage I felt every time he spoke oh yeah I I mean look he is a self-centered Narc- he was a self-centered, narcissistic asshole. Also kind of stupid. Very, very dumb. The over-embellishments of when he would talk. 
Yeah. Just to make himself seem more intelligent. Like yeah. I was just rolling my eyes. Mm. Like just not I, – I found it really hard to consume. What did you feel? I also found it very hard to consume. I found the kind of conceit of the show being that this was going to be a show where Ted Bundy talked about his crimes. But um, he didn't. He was never dishonest. Even, yeah. Um, not that like – you and I are both like we've read books about Ted Bundy. We kind of know the Ted Bundy story. So for us going in, like because we're incredibly smart, true crime podcasters and we know everything. Yeah. But no, we kind of knew what the story was before we went into it. I remember reading about the um, guys who went in to interview him, the journalist who went in to interview him and him not giving any information on the tapes. So when the Bud t- Ted Bundy tapes was being like the trailer had come out and people were talking about it and stuff. I assumed it was different tapes. I assumed they unearthed some information that had yet to be unearthed. So, you know, if you go into the show expecting Ted Bundy to talk about anything worthwhile, you ain't going to get it. Um, It was good to hear information, especially from his um, surviving victim. Oh, my goodness. The stunning woman. Yeah. Oh, my God. Carol, Carol DeRanch, is that her name? Um, Let me find her. I'm pretty sure her name is Carol. But yeah, I thought that was really good and worthwhile. Um, I, yeah, see, that's what I'm more interested in. And that this is what I'm excited about. Um, there is a new uh, documentary called Theodore, the documentary that's coming out. Oh, my God. Um, so local female Celine Beth Caledon, she is from Salt Lake, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so she basically put out an Indiegogo being like, I want to do a documentary and raise funds to do more interviews. With the victims. for Yeah, yeah. about to do this Theodore thing. Eight months later, it's turned into a feature-length documentary, has now turned into a six-part series, um, and, it's being submi- and it's being submitted to Sundance Festival this That's year. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm more excited about that. So they had set the Indiegogo campaign at 10 grand they smashed that because it was featured on my favorite murder classic because she got picked to get up and do a hometown murder at their live show at salt right right um so obviously like that's really exciting and they plugged the campaign and like on the podcast so they smashed their target um and yeah i'm more excited about that about that because those are the people that i care about i want to know about these women that escaped him Mm. because listening to that woman talk, like she was saying how, um, you know, she was inside the shopping center and that this guy had approached her. And when she said, and the person I was watching the tapes with, um, when she was like, Oh, can I see your documentation, please? We both were like, yes, bitch. Get him. And then he had a badge. Which he, but I mean, who knows what a police badge looks? If some guy showed me a badge, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I would be like, yeah, right. Um, So yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited about that because it's not glamorizing Bundy. Yeah, which I don't want to, I don't want to do. Like any thoughts and feelings I have on Ted Bundy, because when people ask me about like you know that weird question of like who's your favorite serial killer, I bring up Bundy mainly because like. I think Ted Bundy is responsible for, and I think I said this during our bonus episode that we never actually released, um, but I think he's responsible for a lot of what we consider to be the archetypical serial killer. Somebody who has a pattern, which is very clearly defined. Somebody Mm. who has a victimology that is very clearly defined. Um, Somebody who is 
smart, even though he wasn't really that smart. You know, he's like the Dexter or Criminal Minds version of a serial killer. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's um, what Dexter and Criminal Minds have well, the first used episode, to glorify serial the, killers. The first episode of Criminal Minds is like, I would say quite inspired by Bundy. And then there was an episode further into season two, I think, which was. Um, I've never actually watched Criminal Minds. Oh, I used to be a big fan. I could do a whole bonus episode on my thoughts and feelings on Criminal Minds because I. I could do a whole podcast on my thoughts and feelings about Laura Not Arise for you. Well. Uh, Patreon later. Patreon content. Um, so then, so you've got the Ted Bundy tapes. I didn't feel like I got any like new info. He's, I feel like they marketed it as something. Something that it wasn't. It wasn't. Maybe that was me misreading their marketing, but I was like, mm, mm, didn't really sell what you said you were selling. Also that story of him jumping out of the courthouse. Yeah. Fucking what? I mean, the best thing that have come from the Ted Bundy tapes is everybody being like, you want to know why he got away with it? Because he was a middle-class white guy. Yeah. Because they would never let any other kind of, you know, offender alone in a library in a courthouse with one guard and the windows unlocked. Like, Idiots. You know, and it, I I don't know about you. I think we have had this conversation before, but we have an interest in crime and everything like that, obviously. But I've never been one of those people who's like, I just want to find out the way a murderer's mind works. Mm. Like I don't actually really find that all that interesting. You know, the psychology of somebody who commits a crime, you know, you want to know why Ted Bundy killed women because he wanted to and because he could. Yeah. So that that's your deep analysis. But why did he want to? Because he did. You know, I don't really find it all that interesting. And if I did find that kind of thing interesting, the Ted Bundy tape still didn't scratch that itch because it didn't give anything from his point of view. No. I mean, I what I thought was interesting about the actual interview thing, I mean, also, I just want to say, I feel like they were really confusing in the timeline because they kept on jumping back. They did keep on jumping back and forth. And it it was irking me. I was like, where are we? What, what's going on? Um. But what I did find interesting was that, you know, the guy was obviously struggling to get Ted to talk about the crimes because obviously he's not going to admit mm. that he did it because could, they could be used in court. But, yeah. like, the way that he got him to talk about it in third person. Third person, yeah. And it's like, that's a good manipulation of a guy who wants to seem really smart. But I also thought that, Ted, like, it's not like he tricked Ted Bundy. Ted obviously wanted to talk about what he did because that's what he gets gratification gratification from but he couldn't yeah. really admit to it no so he got to talk about the thing that like gets him off while also coming across as like some smart psychology guy mm. um I also think they bury the lead in a bit of the f- more gruesome things that Ted did for example like not until the very very end of the Ted Bundy tapes they talk about the fact that he returned to crime scenes and also that he was a necrophiliac yes um yeah because I confused myself before about the criminal minds thing. Yes, the the visiting of the bodies yeah. and returning to the site. That was information that I believe he only gave up when um, he was interviewed by the FBI, question mark, about the Green River Killer. Mm. I think that was when that information came up, which was later in Ted Bundy's life. But also, I don't really think that it glorified Ted Bundy in the way that lots of people are talking about. But I also think that they didn't really talk about some things that were particularly vile about him, mm. you know, and they didn't really, apart from particularly, I think the journalists who interviewed him, they were the only two people that kind of came out and were like, Ted Bundy, not that smart. Yeah. You know, everybody else was like, he was charming. He was charismatic. He was hot. Ted Bundy's not hot. Can we just like clarify? Like he's not a good looking man. I, okay. 
I I personally don't find him attractive. We all know the types of people that Jess Ryan's attractive to and he ain't it. But I can also see the appeal. I can see the 70s appeal in him because he, he was very 70s. That bow tie. Yeah. It's I don't I'm not calling Ted Bundy hot, but I'm just saying that if he was less attractive, I feel like he wouldn't have gotten away with half of the shit that he yeah, did. True. And he did have an appeal. And I think that's what people are trying, what they're trying to accomplish with this new Zac Efron Yeah, movie. with Zac Efron. And I know a lot of people have come forward. People have said to me, because I've made my feelings about the choice of casting Zac Efron. Zac, I'm not a huge Zac Efron fan, but I can understand the choice in casting somebody I like that. I think it that. was a good casting choice because, I mean, A, people talking about like, oh, why did they cast somebody so hot? And then, I mean, it's a movie. They're going to cast hot people to play yeah. anybody anyway. To be honest, like if I was going to cast anybody, I would have cast like probably like 10, 15 years ago, I would have cast Greg Kinnear as... Yes, I'm very familiar with who that person is. I'll show you a photo right now. Mark Harmon was great in that Lifetime. Yes, Ted Bundy I- movie loved that Lifetime movie. He was, that was a really, really good movie. Um, but Mark Harmon, off, babe. Um, Anne Rule's Stranger, Stranger Beside, Beside Me. Me. Um, which is a stunning book. This guy. Oh, yes, he does. Please, everybody right now Google Greg Kinnear so you can have the He would be moment. who I would cast. He does like, look if like you Ted look Bundy, at, you're correct. Like, look at that. Like that, he looks like him. Yeah, he does. But I can understand, obviously, you want people to go and see the movie a bunch of people are going to go see a movie because Zac Efron's in it. Mm-hmm. But also the appeal of having somebody like Efron because fact is he was charismatic. He was charming. He used his almost anonymity of being like a random white guy. Yeah, generic white guy face to, to get away with crimes. To get away with crimes. And I have had a, someone talk to me about their problems with casting somebody like Zac Efron in like romanticizing the idea somehow by casting Efron as Bundy. And it's like, I don't look, I want to wait and see the movie. I want to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, I can't make any judgments, but people had some really like beef with the tone of the trailer. Hmm. What did you think? The tone of the trailer, I didn't really have a lot of opinion with. Zac Efron, um, who I'm a personal fan of, has that slightly vibe where like it's kind of robotic and unapproachable. So I think he was a good choice to play somebody who mm. was he like a psychopath. He does do the dead in the eye thing. Dead in the eye thing really, really, very, very really, well. really, really, really well. And I think really if you well. kind of know about um, Liz Kepler and her kind of story. Oh, that poor girl. That poor girl. Oh, my God. But, you know, considering the film is from her point of view, not from Ted's, I think that the trailer kind of. You because know. she was like, they were in it. They were in it. She had a daughter. Like he it was, was a real relationship. He was a family man. And then, yeah, I. Yeah. As you say, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see the film. But my initial expectations are that it doesn't really seem like it's all that bad. No. And I hope that, I mean, look, the main concern in doing anything where you're talking about, you know, the murder. Murder. Because the fact is, he killed a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Um, and these women were, they had lives, they had loves, they had families, they had dreams, they had aspirations. And the fact that I know his name more than I know theirs yeah. is- Is pathetic. And that's an indictment on us as well as yeah. people interested in crime and interested in victims and stuff like that. And, you know, the more and more Ellen and I do this podcast, the more and more I 
am happy that I know the name Nikki Patterson more than I know Peter Dupas, you yeah. know, like. Yeah, it's completely changed my opinion on the interest in crime and in murderers. You and, know. you know, I want to reach out to any organisations, especially the Homicide Support Group that I've been reading about in yeah. the um, true crime stories from the morgue because they're doing incredible work to support people that are affected by homicide yeah. because this literally rips people's lives apart. Literally. And Ted Bundy did this to 30 women. And it, you know, I, I, and like, I think with the Theodore documentary that's coming out, this girl, Camille is very delicate in talking to these people because they are, they lost loved ones. And I just, I completely understand my friend Patrick talking to me about just not wanting to, um, glorify Ted and also being respectful to the victims because a lot of them do have family that are still alive. Did you find, apart from the woman that we've already spoke about, Carol, did you find the Ted Bundy tapes to be respectful to the victims? I feel like they gave them some time, Mm. but I feel like they could have done more. I agree with that. I was not offended by anything that they did, but I I was still kind of like, but I just would want to give them more time. Yeah. When a victim's life is reduced to like a, her name was Susan, her smile could light up a room and we're so sad that she's gone. Yeah. You know, I do wish that more time was given to the victims of crimes like this, especially when it is such a big name like Ted Bundy. That's what I hope going forward. Like I didn't know about the documentary theater because I'm ignorant. Um, I think that sounds like something that can discuss a topic that everybody will, most people are interested in like Ted Bundy in a way that isn't glor- isn't glorifying him, but also isn't kind of, because I think a part of the problem with the Ted Bundy tapes and the film coming out is that we're kind of talking about talking about Ted Bundy and not really analyzing much of, you know, what the story is actually about and what the circumstances actually were. We're saying, is it problematic to be interested in Ted Bundy? Is it problematic to do this, that, and the other thing? But then again, that brings up like, is it problematic to be interested in true crime? Yes. And sure, I my fascination with this stems from my childhood. Like I've always just been yeah. fascinated as to like- Some people are just weird. Yeah. And I think what I, especially with like Peter Dupas and Ted Bundy, and, um, you know, when the crime seemed to happen for no apparent reason, like mm. people analysed Ted Bundy, like he was a narcissist and he had a, you know, hatred for women basically. And yeah. because of his failed relationship, took it out on these women. But there was no like, oh, he hit his head when he was six and then he was fucked, you yeah. know, like we want to know why. We want there to be some kind of I want, deep cause to justify yeah, or explain. Whereas literally there are just some people that are- Some people be murderers. They're just murderers because they can, as you said before. Yeah. Like they kill because they can. And because they want to. And because they want to. Like it, it's fucked. And it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to reason that because I'm looking at the names of these girls, like Karen Sparks, Linda Ann Healy, Donna Gale Manson, Susan Elaine Rancourt, like I, Janice Ott, like Denise Marie Nasland, like they are names on a biography of a of man. someone else. And it is not fair. Yeah. And I think the scariest thing about doing this podcast is like I'm looking at the ages of these women, 21, 19, 18, 23, 17, 18, 26, 25, the age I am right now. And mm. it's like, and I know we've said this before, but it's like if I die at the hand of a man – 
I'm coming the fuck back and like wreaking some kind of vengeance. I am not, I don't want these women. Like a girl was killed on my birthday. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I I don't want to advocate for glorifying Ted Bundy and I don't want to advocate for, you know, dismissing these women because, you know, it was fucked up, but Mm. they had lives and I hope that going forward we are, you know, more like Billy Jensen who gave these women their time, put up profiles on Twitter where he gave information about these people more so than the fact that they were murdered by Ted Bundy. And, like, I think Billy Jensen's a fucking legend and the work so that he does. So the moral of the story is Billy Jensen rocks, Ted Bundy sucks. Yeah. Um, so let us know your thoughts on the yeah, Ted Bundy tape. It's a very, very interesting topic. It's generated a lot more uh, controversy, I think, than a lot of, you know, those kind of heavy hitting, um, you know, things like the staircase and stuff like that get heavily talked about in like true crime circles. But this is something that's really spilled out into mainstream. Mainstream. Because it was funny. Normie like, culture. Watched, I watched the staircase not that long ago. Like it was only last year. Our thoughts, feelings, opinions episode on the staircase will be one minute long because it sucked. Really? You thought it Hated sucked? Hated it. Oh, okay. It's the worst documentary I've ever watched. Yeah. Anyway, other episode. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, let us know what your thoughts were on the Ted Bundy tapes. Also, I would be really interested in knowing um, any crimes or victims that you would want to talk, like you would want a Netflix special on. Like, yeah. Who, who would you want, Ellen? Oh, man. I actually have already spoken about this person in this episode, but I just don't understand why the Green River Killer has not been discussed. And I know why the answer is. It's because all of his victims were sex workers. They were high-risk victims, yeah. But I actually, I knew about the Green River Killer before I kind of, I knew who Ted Bundy was because like I don't live under a rock, but I read a book about the Green River Killer, um, Green River Running Red, which is also by Enrol. Um, I haven't, I, ha- I don't actually know much about Green River, so I might it's a very, get onto that next. It's a very, very interesting case. Um, basically, it was just a guy who was allowed to kill women for an unbelievably long period of time because all of his women were high risk, you know, sex workers. And I think that potentially in the past, you know, there's been books and like podcasts and stuff, but there hasn't really been like net a Netflix special, but I would love a Netflix special about this and about the fact that although there was a police investigation, um, you know, people didn't want to look for those women. And I can see right now that you were Wikipediaing the Highway of Tears. Yes, because that's the what that's what I would want. Like the yeah. um so the Highway of Tears is a series of murders and disappearances along a seven hundred and twenty kilometer corridor of Highway sixteen between Prince George and Prince Rupert, British Columbia, from nineteen seventy until present. Um this was um, there's disproportionately high number of Indigenous women in the list of Highway of this Tears. This is in Canada. Yeah. Um, explanations for this include a sy- syst- systemic racism, racism, poverty, drugs, and violence. Like that I want – because I feel like same as the problem we have here with um, the Indigenous, indigenous people. Indigenous people, yeah. Um, the Indigenous people of Canada and the United States have been very underserved when it comes yeah. to – being victims of homicide and I would really be interested in someone really diving deep into this. I don't know if I can talk about it too much because it just makes me If anybody's hearing weep. this and like, oh, I would like to listen to something about that, I recommend the podcast Missing and Murdered, um, which yes. is a, oh, yes, one yes, of the yes. best podcasts I have ever listened yeah. to. Um, it's just on like 
your usual podcast apps, please look it up. It's incredible. Please be careful because you will cry every episode. But yeah, I think, I mean, it's pretty obvious, like, you know, you and I both care about like victims that don't get sung about as much, you know, Mm. we do obviously care about, you know, we care about everybody. We care about everybody, but we have, you know, and the trouble is for us as, you know, losers who think they're true crime podcasters is that a lot of times when victims are a minority, there is not as much information yeah, and there's not as much to dive into unless you can, you know, have access to records that we don't have access to. So, you know. Because a victim is a victim regardless of yeah race, regardless of your job. Because yeah. let's be, let's face it, sex work is a job. It's a job. It's a fucking job. It is it's not a job a reason. that's more in demand than most jobs yeah. out there. Um, And I am... As talk, especially talking about um, Margaret Ma in the Peter Dupas, Peter Dupas case, like that woman was so underserved for so long mm-hmm. because of her job. Um, so yeah, I I would be really interested in learning more about that and learning about these women. So yeah, we got off track. <laughs> we did get off track, but yes. So let us know about um, your thoughts and feelings on the Ted Bundy tapes. Let us know how you feel about the trailer for the new Zephron movie. Um, Zephron. Uh, let us know if you have any uh, crimes that you would like to get someone to get really deep into on Netflix. I'm sure we can submit. Let's do a petition. Yeah. We'll rally, you know. If there's any other cases that you guys want us to talk about in very fleeting detail in an episode like this, let us know. We'll yeah, do it. we think we're going to do a couple, like a few of these, you know, Ellen's in Hobart and I need an excuse to talk to her. Yeah, so. just every so often so we can like keep our finger on the pulse of things that are happening in the true crime community. Yeah. Um, and also we reiterate, if you want a book club, let us know. Yeah. Do you guys want a book club? We like to read. We we're like very to smart. read. Yeah. Yeah. We're very educated. That's very educated. Uh, so yes, uh, make sure subscribe, listen, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your dogs, tell your cats, tell your aunties, tell your random people at work. Yeah. Friend, friend. Why uh, don't you scroll the name of the podcast on the side of a public toilet? We would also like that. Yes. Just like no context. Murder in the Land of Oz. Somebody will Google it. Yes. Stunning. Stunning. Thanks guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, first day back. Are we ready to leave? School shoes on, check. Coats and bags, check. Smile on Aoife's face, check. Smile on Sean's face, check. Huge smile on Mum's face. Oh yes, woohoo, let's go! School bags and school shoes from Littlewoods, Ireland. Back to school victory celebration from Mum. From Nike to Clark's, find the back to school brands you love at littlewoodsireland.ie. Come home to ultra-fast broadband and Sky's best-ever Wi-Fi for our lowest-ever price from just €30 Euro a month. So you can now play games, stream music and download movies at ultra-fast speeds for less than ever before. To switch from just €30 Euro a month for 12 months, search Sky 30. Availability subject to location, setup, fees, terms and conditions applied. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds.